It is the Mike Wimacher Show on WMAY, a Friday edition. Having some fun before everybody freaks out. Ah! Oh, that's right. Snow's going to come. Yeah. Oh, my God. We've never seen that before. Oh! Go get your bread and milk now, ladies and gentlemen. We, we, we try to break stories here on the program. And this yes. one was brought to my attention last night by the crack research staff of Doc Noise Board and then sending me a text. Okay. <laughs> He's working diligently over um, time. Yes, exactly. My crack research staff for this show. I had no idea this was going on. And maybe you did. And then facilitate a conversation. Um, apparently, earlier this week, under the radar, underreported, after more than 70 years, the federal government has decided that French dressing no longer needs to be regulated. And this is sort of akin to... You can't call it champagne unless it's from the champagne region of, of uh, France. Yeah, you know, the, the, yeah. there are there is a specific formula that that says this is French dressing and nothing else can can count. Yeah, they, it's like it's, Italian dressing is just it's oil and vinegar and some spices and whatever the hell wow, you want. How the hell? I thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. At two one seven six two nine seven nine. We're going to talk. Let's talk salad dressing yes, here. Absolutely. The new Saturday show. Why are there 18 different styles of Italian dressing? Because yeah, it doesn't Kraft has like 14. Yeah. It's like house, zesty, yeah. regular. It's like balsamic. Yeah. <laughs> so regal. Look at you and your balsamic. <laughs> Copernicus over there, whatever. Punch you right in the balsamic. <laughs> and shut up. Pardon me. Does your Italian dressing have balsamic in it? Shut up. It's Italian dressing. So, but the FDA yeah. says it has to be this or it's not French dressing. Yeah, because when the standard of identity was established in 1950, French dressing was one of three types of dressing we identified, the Food and Drug Administration said. By the way, only three types back yeah. in 1950. They, that was a tire, a tire aisle at the grocery store. Yeah. Simpler uh, times. Yeah, simpler times. Yeah, there's also so many different freaking ranch know, dressings, too. Anyway, uh, that's according to the FDA. They said in the final rule posted in the Federal Register on Thursday, the other two were mayonnaise and just... <laughs> so you had French dressing. Originally, there was French dressing, mayonnaise, and, quote, just salad dressing. Right. And then there was everything else. French dressing is the only portable dressing required to adhere to a standard that it require it contain oil, acidifying ingredients, and seasoning. Other foods, including bread, jam, and juices, have their own standards of identity. When it comes to French dressing, many consumers expected red or red-orange color and tomato or tomato-derived elements, none of which are required under the standards. Right. So they had a standard, and no one really, they kind of followed it, but it became kind of its own thing. And just a sidebar here, uh, I don't know if it's in the article that you have, but in 1926, the Association for <laughs> yep. Dressings and Sauces was established. It still exists to this day as what? Some sort of a some sort of a lobbying council? What, what is that? Why do we have that? Who works for, what do you do? Well, I do PR for the Association for Dressing and Sauces. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I can I can read you their about us page in just a minute, but go on with this with this thing because yeah. it's important. Yeah, because they petitioned for the standards to be revoked in 1998, yeah. citing the explosion in varieties of salad dressings available, among them ranch, cheese, peppercorn, and Italian. Yeah, French dressing is no longer a baseline for other dressings; has become marginalized. Association <laughs> says, uh, "How dare the yeah. French dressing be marginal? It is not a lesser dressing. I, how dare you?" Uh, in December 2020, the FDA proposed revoking the standard for French dressing in the name of flexibility and innovation. Uh, French dressing standard of identity was not honest or fair either, according to FDA's final rule. 
There are a wide variety of French-style dressings in the market, and these will continue to be available based on consumer demand, the Industry Association wrote in a public comment on the revocation of the standards last spring. Today, the at USFDA revoked the standard of identity for hashtag French dressing because it is outdated. The Resnick Center for Food Law and Policy at UCL tweeted, the final rule, which will go into effect February 14th. Oh, what a wonderful Valentine's Day. Won't require makers to change their manufacturing practices, the FDA says. So I will not be handcuffed. (laughs) I will not be tied down. If I'm going to make French dressing, I will decide what goes in there. And I will not be shackled by a governmental organization. This is government overreach at its most outrageous. Semper Fi salad dressing. Semper Fi. I don't know what we're yelling about. You know someone was so peeved off. Be like, how dare French dressing be shackled by having to fit within the confines of what the government says French dressing is. And, you know, it was... Does anybody get that charged up about French dressing? And would you know... No, I don't think anyone Would you knew. know if it wasn't quite right? If you, something was missing? And if it was, would you complain? Would you call the FDA and say, dude, this says French dressing, and it's it, not. It is not. I've read the bylaws and the handbook. I know this. I know wishbone French dressing. It's not French dressing. Um, By the way, what's the about section of the, uh, what was it? The This uh, is the Association for Dressings and Sauces, which you can find at dressings-sauces.org. <laughs> The Who associa- happens upon that? The Association for Dressings and Sauces, the ADS, <laughs> is here to serve in the best interest of industry members, its customers, and consumers uh, through a governing body of a 15-member board of directors and eight working committees, including the Executive Technical Board, the Quality Assurance and Technical Committees, the Consumer Awareness Steering Committee, the Packaging Committee, the Advisory Council, the Horseradish Information Council. Flat! <laughs> Flat! What are you on the Horseradish Information Council? Uh, and... Uh, they have professional services with offices in. This how many? How many offices? Hang on. How many offices do you think? One. The one associ- is too many. <laughs> one is too many. If they got more than one office. They're wasting money. <laughs> the offices of the Association of Dressing and Sausages can uh, sauces. <laughs> sausages or sausages. Can be found in Atlanta, Beijing, Brussels, Chicago, New York, Denver, Kansas City, and Washington, D.C. Why do they need to be international? I, where where in Chicago can I find that office? And what what's there? What's there? All right. All right. How many people are – who answers the phone if we call them right say, now? Do we need to call them right now? What is, what, is it, what is it again? The Association for Dressings and Sauces, Chicago, Illinois. I, I'm just curious – who works there and do they have like a springfield lobbying office in case things get weird over at the you know the capitol building on second all right let's see if we can find this uh here's the association for dressing and sauces recipes uh ads okay about uh there's the there's the they have a facebook page for crying out loud they've got they've got a they've got a pinterest page and a why do they have a printer okay this is ridiculous uh, oh, yeah. Here we go. Never, they, they, uh, news and media. I've never been so mad that an association exists. Yes. I, I don't know why I've had this outrage <laughs> that is really making me mad. And I don't know why I can't just where. How do I contact? Uh, here's the Georgia one. Yeah. 
But where's the sh- what's the phone number for the Chicago one? I want to call now and see if they're celebrating too. that they finally were able to liberate French dressing from the shackles it had on it forever. Good morning, Association for Dressings and Sauces, Chicago Bureau. Can I help you? Yeah, I want to know uh, what's going on here. Why do you have 18 different offices? I'm sorry, our 15-member governing board is not available right now. They're at the Association for Dressings and Sauces convention in Atlanta this week. My God, I don't know why I'm angry about this. I know. And why is it, considering fresh dressing, going back to the original launching off of this tirade. Yes, yes. uh, Why does it always seem to be one of the ones... That is there, like when you have a salad bar that only has two dressings. It's like French or ranch, right? Why, why, why French? Why was that kind of the chosen one? Have you ever thought you're getting French, but you end, <laughs> but you end up with Thousand Island? Oh yeah, yeah that, something that looks similar. And what's the, what's the deal with Russian dressing? Yeah, isn't Russian dressing similar to French dressing? I think it is, or, or is it or, not? Or is Thousand? I see. Now I'm getting confused. Thousand Island also has a little bit of an orange tinge to it, but it seems that it's creamier. Like someone, I don't know, I've never had Thousand Island dressing. Remember, I'm the individual who years ago put salt on lettuce because I was afraid of salad dressing. I moved past that, thankfully, to enjoy a good salad with a good dressing. But I don't know what the difference between Russian and French dressing is. Maybe maybe I could call the sauce people and they'll tell me. I mean, this is a very informative website. I mean, I'm, I'm mocking it here, but uh, salad dressings have a long and colorful history dating back to ancient times. The Babylonians what? used oil and vinegar for dressing nearly 2,000 years ago. Egyptians flavored a salad with oil, vinegar, and Asian spices. Mayonnaise is said to have made its debut at a French nobleman's table 200 years ago. Oh, so, okay. Here's so Russian dressing. So there is some... Russian dressing is thick but pourable consistency derived from a combination of vinegar, oil, and tomato with optional flavorings such as honey, steak sauce, or chili sauce for a heavy, sweet-tasting salad dressing. It's interesting. They have a list of all of the dressings over which they have purview. And you have to wonder is if you and I just invented a dressing right now. <laughs> we have to, we'd have to go to them. And, yeah, what, what would it take to get our dressing... Uh, I want to do this now. Okay, I do too. By the way, they also have they 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 are obviously it's a salt mustard. They, yeah. they they cover all the different mustards: spicy brown style mustard, German style, Dusseldorf style, coarse ground mustard, yellow mustard, hot mustard, yeah. Dijon style mustard. When did the well, I wonder when the mustard association merged with the association for dressings and sauces? Yeah, when did mustard say, you know what, we're we're done. Yeah. We don't need it anymore. We're just going to go in. So you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot sauce, picante sauce, and salsas underneath this too. Everything they, yeah, they, they, they have a monopoly. Kind of, yeah. I think we've uncovered something here. Sure, I feel oh, by the way, here's the grand sauces they also cover of demi-glace, velouté, bechamel, and tomato, as well as hollandaise. They're a little high and mighty. No wonder they have 18 different offices around the world. <laughs> what do they do day to day? What is that like? How many calls do they field in the in the office yeah. on a day to day basis? It is the Mike Wimacher Show here on WMAY. Monday on the show, author and humorist Dave Barry will join us. Dave Barry, you yeah, say? How about that? That's a good get. He's got a new book out. Looking forward to talking to him. Six two nine seven nine seventy is the Adams Pest Control listener contact line, and we were talking a little bit ago about the um, you know how uh, uh, early thaws yeah. are causing some problems up on Mount Everest. It's uh, revealing some more dead bodies than they realized they dead had. Dead bodies. Um, 
Why hasn't anybody made a zombie movie about Mount Everest yet? Oh, God, that'd be great. It's perfect. I don't know if you caught up with uh, the, the snow walking. Zombies. Yeah, the, the snow, snow zombies, zombies are pretty awesome. awesome. Oh, Just God. coming up out of the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, no. This nice, white, fluffy snow. And these yeah. Damn Let's go zombies. sledding. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, there's a heat wave going on uh, up in the Northwest Territory in Invuk, in Inuvik. Northwest Territory, Canada. Oh, okay. Um, know exactly where that's at. And uh, Isn't that where they shot Mystery Alaska? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's way up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Northwest Territory is pretty much parallel with Alaska, but Invuik is... Way up there, way yeah. Way up on the, on the roof there. Um, and uh, it's destroyed a, a little uh, igloo village. No! I guess there was this place up there, and this is one of those things where I know it's going to sound contradictory because I was just saying I have no interest in seeing the Grand Canyon or climbing a mountain. Uh, but there's this place where I guess you can go and uh, live in an igloo, rent an igloo like you can a hotel yeah, room. Yeah, they, they have like ice hotels up there. Yeah. Um, and uh, for at, a night, that's something you can do. As as of late February, the average temperature sat around 10 degrees warmer than the usual negative 16.5 degrees Celsius. And oh, the, that negative 6.5. Yeah. Um, Kailuk Kisun Taylor runs Tundra North Tours, a company that spends about a month every winter building an ice village for tourists uh, about 60 kilometers north of Inwick. Um We had about eight igloos out there and tents set up and ice sculptures and a fire pit and things like that. Our whole village fell down like everything is destroyed. Oh, no. <laughs> I love the fact there's a fire pit in the middle of all the ice. Right. Uh, we set up a picnic table, and we could still snowmobile around, so it was still great. So I, I have no igloo or anything like that, but there's one picnic table, and we could uh, snowmobile the picnic table. And uh, Kisun Taylor said, that's the north. If it bothers you, bothers you, you're probably living in the wrong place. I love their, I, I, I love their attitude towards yeah. things. Uh, but it also has a, um, it's impacted the muskrat jamboree that what? goes on in Invoke. Okay, okay. I, I'm confused if it's the actual muskrat animal or is it their See, love of Captain and Tennille? That's what I pictured initially was the actual muskrats having fun running around like. Uh, yeah, yeah, the muskrat know. jamboree. Right. Uh, uh, that's what I thought. Like, yeah. You, like you have muskrat races and all the other stuff going on. But it's it's people. Oh, but every year from and for now sixty two years uh, from sixty two years April fifth until uh, the eighth, uh, Inuvik has the muskrat jamboree. What does it entail? Um, the, they have uh, opening ceremonies. Okay, and a big community feast. We oh. feast, we dance, we celebrate. Please tell me there's a Miss Miss Muskrat. There is a Muskrat King and Queen. Okay, yes. All right, um, King Muskrat. They also have uh, the Inuvik drummers and dancers. Traditional drum dancing. Okay, know, the, yeah. All right. They from the then, Eskimos. They then go into the jiggling, jiving, and old time dance. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, that's a little. That's a little forward. With your jiggling and your jiving, I thought so too. If you're if you're dancing, I don't want any of your jiggling or your jiving anywhere near me. You know what though? You've been all bundled up all winter. And you might as well just throw, to, throw off the park. It's 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 the only negative six point five degrees Celsius. You look outside and your igloo community is all destroyed. You know what? Just throw off the whale blubber and just start yeah, jiggling. start jiggling and jiving. Uh, they have community games such as log sawing, nail driving. Okay. Harpoon throwing. Nice. Muskrat skinning. Oh. oh. And the nail biter every year, <laughs> tea boiling. 
Tea boiling? Yes. Okay. <laughs> tea boiling. Tea okay. boiling. All right. You don't want the jiggling and tea boiling get too close to each other. <laughs> you don't want that happening. I'm just picturing, aren't you picturing a bunch of people sitting around, uh, just a stove? Yeah, what? Oh. Boil, you son of a... Yeah. yeah, can you... Yay, it boiled! Can you make it boil faster somehow? I don't know. I didn't even think about that. Can you imagine having to judge the muskrat skinning competition? Yeah, I'd like to know. Unfortunately, is I... It, it's, is it for speed? Is it for accuracy? I don't know. And I wish there was... I wish I could click on something here, but there's no There's no link to it. It's just, oh. a, it's just a list of right under harpoon throwing and nail driving... You've got your tea boiling and muskrat skinning. Ugh. Nail driving. Uh, you got snowmobile races, snowshoe races. Oh, snowshoe races. You ever try to walk in a snowshoe? No. I try. I haven't actually used a real snowshoe. I tied uh, two tennis rackets to my feet when I was younger. <laughs> really? Like, like they do in the cartoon? Yeah. It was difficult. It was not easy. Uh, the muskrat jamboree and the annual event is a cornerstone of the Inuvik community. Not only does the jamboree bring people together from across Mackenzie Delta to celebrate the return of spring, but the event and the committee work hard all year to give back to the local community. Blah 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 blah. Uh, the content, the contestants raise money. The contestants who raise the most money will be crowned king and queen muskrat. Oh boo! So yeah, it's that not should like, be voted on by merit. Yeah, or just hotness. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that is one. Everyone hot. just, everyone just vote. Yeah, there you go. That is one hot. Oh, that she hot should muskrat. She should be right queen there. muskrat. Mm, yeah. Did you hear? I got it. Got together with the muskrat queen yesterday. She she was impressed by my tea boiling. Uh, here are the. <laughs> uh, here are some of the corporate sponsors. All right. Uh, so they come to you and go, hey. I got a great opportunity for you. It's is this the Muskrat Jamboree? Is that what you said? Yes. Okay. 62nd Annual Muskrat Jamboree. How much can I put you down for? Belfort Delta Petroleum is uh, big up there. The Arctic Rim Sports Store is, oh, of course. Uh, is, is one of the big sponsors. Where else are you going to get your harpoons? Um, Tundra Drilling Services. They, so when you, <laughs> when you need to drill through your frozen house just to get in. They'll help uh, you out. They come out and help yeah, you how out. Yeah, how do you... Do you ever get locked out of your igloo? That's yeah. No, you call Tundra Drilling Services. I was gonna say. Do you think people up there play jokes like that, where they fill the front of your igloo, <laughs> fill with fill with snow, yeah. and just be like, "Ha ha, try don't, to get in now, you jerk." On it, yeah. yeah, get in now, you jerk. Yeah, they don't have locksmiths up there. Just, no, just, just like all the drilling. Drillers. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, North Wright Airways Limited. Um, what else is there? But there and, are, and of course Chevron. Yes. Is there a, like a a press pass or something we can get to broadcast live I from there one year? I would love to do that. So you go up there to the Great White North and broadcast live from the Muskrat Jamboree. I mean, that that is that is fascinating terrain to me. Oh, um, yeah. Where it just, it doesn't even look like we're on Earth anymore. No. Um, and, and people are there. So what are, yeah. you, what are you doing there? there? You don't have to be there. There's, I can't remember the name of the show my dad used to watch. Where there's just these people that live out in the middle of nowhere yeah. in Alaska. There's life below zero. That's that, a good that's one. what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, to where they would just they would just be okay. I got to get all my preparations done within these two months because once it hits, I got nothing. The um, 
that show about the Alaskan State Troopers is, yeah. is crazy fascinating. But Life Below Zero is the um, one that really got me. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, because somewhere around, oh, I don't know, August or so, the sun starts to go and away you go, forever. Yeah, and you go, I got to get all my supplies, everything I need. I got to build, yeah. build the bear traps, whatever so, it needs to be. Yeah, you got to go club some seals and put them in the Yeah, for their blubber. Something. Yeah, something and, like that. Uh, that's, that's a crazy life. Got to get my tea boiled. I'm got to make sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> Yellow, you're on WMAY. Hello. Uh, I'm real disappointed to hear that uh, there's no beer sponsor for the uh, tambourine. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, they should have an official beer of it. Well, yeah, even Molson. (laughs) That's right. You would think the the Molson family would. Or uh, Moosehead, something like that. Um, There there you go. Yeah, I don't see it. You're right. I don't see anything like that. Yeah, does it have, like, concessions or anything, or uh, get a funnel cake at the Muskrat right, Jamboree? Right. Can I actually eat muskrat? Deep-fried penguin. Something like that? <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> of course you have to have it on a stick. Uh, I wish, because... I, I, Can I get a nice, big, nice bucket of fried puffin? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's like their chicken up there, right? You left it that harder than I should have. You should have, yeah, you, you did. Uh, Oh man, there's look it's at all PFC. These it's puff and fried chicken. Pages and pages of events that they got going on. Oh really? More uh, more events for the muskrat jamboree, or is this other events they have in yeah, the same yeah, area? This, this is a very elaborate website that they have for this for this little thing. I want to go now. Yeah. What else are we missing? Um, Besides the competition and king and queen muskrat and everything else. Uh, the honey. What honey dog hockey? Honey what? dog hockey. Is what? That what that, is that what that says up at the top there? Let me see here. Can you read that? Uh, right here. Yeah, the honey dog hockey, mm. five per team. Must have, oh, okay. So it's a uh, it's mixed. So oh. it's so you, you have men and women together oh, playing. Okay, yeah. so you got your honeys and you got your dogs. Yeah, yeah. Got your honey dog hockey. <laughs> Because we do up in the Muskrat yeah, Festival. There weren't enough men up here to form a team. So no, we gotta gotta let the honeys play. <laughs> uh, they got the Go Go game. Okay. Uh, big old jackpot. They're giving away twenty thousand dollars, Mike. Nice. Uh, got the big old egg and spoon competition. Oh, that's always fun for the, the family. The women's edition. The men over fifty five. Uh, egg and spoon. Edition. Yeah. Okay. The uh, the plank walk. The plank walk. Good old log sawing. First place gets two hundred bucks. Oh, okay. Do they have the prize for tea boiling? <laughs> Let me, uh, I don't know. Prize money there? Yeah, I want to know what the what the rules are to tea boiling. I don't know. Is, is there a way? I guess you can turn up heat, uh, at, you know, higher. You I can get know. it hotter to I, make it boil quicker. There's something we're, we're missing here. There's something uh, that is, yeah. The toboggan pole. One man, one woman. Toboggan pole? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so do you... Is it like a tug of war, but with a toboggan instead? I don't know, man. That seems interesting. Uh, I, I'm going to keep looking up the tea boiling content. Oh, there's a talent show. Oh, nice. Roy Slagu Ipina. Oh, Sl- Roy Slagu Ipina. He's still yeah. performing. Yeah. Oh, I'm after sorry. all these no, years, he's not. It's actually oh. it's the Roy Slagu Ipina Memorial Arena. Oh, yeah. Uh, see, I didn't think he was still around. But the master of ceremonies, Manny Array. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Muskrat Jamboree. I'm Manny Array. I'm your host for this talent contest. All right. We got a got the old egg and spoon going on over here. <laughs> Check out the jiggling and jiving <laughs> dance competition. We need you to line up for tea boiling. Now what? No fair getting uh, the tea warm. 
warmed up ahead of time. <laughs> now watch yourself. The harpoon throwing contest is going on currently. <laughs> watch, watch the skies. Exactly. Watch, watch the out. skies. Harpoon tossing happening right now. Watch the skies. So yeah, that's, that's that sounds like a great time at the 62nd annual uh, muskrat, muskrat jamboree. That's amazing. Uh, God but, bless but them. I, where we started was it, there's an early warm up going on up there, and so they're saying if you come to the Muskrat Jamboree, don't park your car on the ice. Well, because you're not going to have or it by the end of it. Right, exactly. That's a long way to go to get yeah, to the end that, of that. That's, bit. that's what I was trying to get to there. Nine fifty about that. Nine fifty right now. I'm Manny Array. <laughs> Manny Array. That's only my stage name. <laughs> The rest of the day, cloudy 61. I am picturing him sounding like Sam Madonia at the fair. <laughs> Welcome to the 62nd annual Muskrat Jamboree. We got I'm Manny Array. Egg Don't. and spoon happening in, in the buffalo tent. Don't forget, we got the muskrat skin and robot robots coming your way. The muskrat skin and robots. They'll be on display at 3 p.m. Oh, I'm glad you're back. Oh, thank you. Rest of today, cloudy 61. I'm glad to be back. Chatham football is on WMAY every Friday night. Yes. This week, Titans take their show on the road. Show, yeah? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we got a big show. <laughs> really big show. <laughs> Sacred Heart Griffin. Live coverage, 630. And uh, it's brought to you in part by Costa Real, Sangamon Mass Transit District, Chatham Clarion, Formia Insurance Group, and Welcome Realty. In Sussex, England, authorities are looking for an intimidating rogue paraglider. Let me explain uh, to you say, what's going uh, on. Say what now again? Um, officials on this little beach town have received more than a dozen complaints about a paraglider who they were describing as very aggressive. And you can't be aggressive when you're paragliding. <laughs> For those who haven't, the, I used to see those all the time. I don't know if the, uh, the FAA has cracked down on those or not, <laughs> but you don't see them nearly as much as you used to. Uh, evidently, he uh, launches from Galley Hill, which overlooks the town's beach, and he uh, swoops down really low over people and says rude things to them. <laughs> I love this guy already. <laughs> hey, you're really very fast! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe you married that woman! <laughs> I can't believe you go and put shirtless on a beach! <laughs> Check it out, everybody, there's Shabu! Are you eating another ice cream cone? <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. Um, he said the uh, the police and the Civil Aviation Authority have launched a joint investigation into the man's, uh, the man's behavior. Over the past two years, they've received reports of a paraglider causing criminal damage, obstructing the highway. Criminal damage? Uh, so he's like, he like, kicks an ice cream cone out of somebody's hand. <laughs> he starts dropping big old like water <laughs> balloons on him. Uh, being abusive and hostile towards members of the public and generally behaving in an antisocial manner. Okay, paraglider. Because mm-hmm. he's really, I, I would imagine, you know, they're really quiet. You don't know they're coming up behind you. No, you can hear them. So they can make fart noises and blame it on you. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was your husband. <laughs> uh, drivers who park are, are said to be the prime targets for the paraglider's rage. Nice parking job. He intimidates them by uh, flying low over the seafront, you know, knocks their hats off. (laughs) (laughs) That's my job. Right. Takes the takes the sunscreen out of your hand while you're trying to put yeah. it on your back. <laughs> uh-huh. so, now, now you're gonna burn. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave you possibly melanoma. 
this guy to be a reoccurring character. <laughs> Anti-social paragliding guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, just really pathetic yeah. insults, though. Exactly. They're, they're, none of them have been right. good. Hey, when you sit around the house, you sit around the house. <laughs> Damn it, there he is again! Yeah. Son, son of, of a... <laughs> boom, baba, boom, baba, boom, baba. Um, local counselor said, people come here to enjoy a quiet retirement coastal area, and they want it as such. They don't want particularly people hang gliding. We've got enough seagulls around here without <laughs> humans doing it as well. I want to see him with the seagulls. Are those cool ranch Doritos? Thank you! <laughs> Oh, that's Crap. great. He got my Doritos. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> you know how much I saved up for those? I was looking forward to those Doritos. <laughs> Kick sand in your face. I really hope that's a Diet Coke. Hi, you're on WMAY. Hey, you could always shoot a line or a wire up in there and catch him up, pull him down. That would probably take care of the problem. Yeah, that would end quick, but then we wouldn't have this great character to bring on our show. <laughs> we really wouldn't. Hey, is that 600 feet of hose? <laughs> that's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Pierce is on next. I hope he doesn't shoot that house at me. We'll uh, see you tomorrow, and we'll continue this as a podcast later today. But this song is written especially for Mike and Johnny who contacted me about my uke bombing exploits and they hail from a radio station called WMAY situated in Springfield, Illinois. So here's my, I had a wee interview with them this morning, a lot of fun. If you're in the States, highly recommended you tune into these guys. So here's my song for them. station endeavors guys That's our new theme song. That is fantastic. Thank can, you, Shirley. I can envision a whole package of station jingles coming oh, out of gosh. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can we? Do we have the rights to that? Can we uh, well, we're going to make a donation to the Survivor yeah, Girl Ukulele Club. There we yes, go. we are. So uh, nice. But that's a that was more than we ever expected. Agreed. I was uh, getting and better than I even oh, imagined. Oh God, yeah. Laughter as you go. We bring you joy where our station can depend on and find a friend on. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's catchy, too. Springfield, Illinois. Yeah. Oh, my 
Ken Molson Show. Have you laughing, laughing as you go? Then you can't depend on W-M-A-Y A place to find a friend on Interesting guests and information So any other radio station Wow Did she say feed your soul or eat your soul? Feed Oh, feed That too, that I guess Yep have a wonderful Shirley Day. Goodbye for now. Thank you, Shirley. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. I love that woman. I she's do too. Up that we'll post she is. Yeah, we will in a bit. definitely.